Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. And this is the Cinemile, the podcast where we walk home from the movies. We are driving today, admittedly. Uh, and we're going to go see a movie I had not heard of until earlier today when Kathy said, Do you want to go see this movie with Paul Mescal and Saoirse Ronan? And then I thought, well, Maybe, I guess. And then she said, It's a sci fi. And I said, When is it on? <laughs> but this is what's so sad about the actor strike because. I would love to see Paul Mescal and Saoirse Ronan on a press tour together. Like, they're... They're, like... Some of Ireland's finest. Yeah, like, two of the best actors out of Ireland. Um, I'd love to see them talking about a film together. I'd love to see them together. The only thing I saw them do together was they watched one of the Ireland rugby matches together in a pub and put a picture of themselves up, and I feel like that was them being like, we have a movie coming out. <laughs> <laughs> but but we can't say it because yeah. we're striking. So um, it's an awful shame, but I, I don't know much about it either, to be honest, because of like just the lack of publicity. I don't want to know anything. I want to go in blind. I mean, I, don't, I know it's sci-fi. Tell the me only, nothing. The only other thing I know was that it's Gareth Davis who directed it. Do you know him? No. He what directed that? that Dev Patel movie, Lion. Oh, we liked that. Yeah. We oh both, my god, that was a devastating movie. Yeah, we both liked that. That's all I know about it, to be honest. Um, so we've not much to say. I absolutely love Saoirse Ronan and Paul Mescal, so I'm thrilled, like really thrilled, to see they're in a film together. It's a shame Barry Keoghan isn't in it as well. Um, but two out of three ain't bad. It starts in two minutes. Six <laughs> thirteen. It starts in two minutes. Just hit a red light. I'm feeling a little nervous. Um, and Kathy ambitiously decided to pre-order uh, some popcorn and drinks in a cinema that I'm not going to name, but is notorious for its v- ridiculous queues. What? For on con- a Saturday evening? For, for s- concessions. There'll be no queues on a Saturday evening. <laughs> oh yeah, of course yeah. not. Um, so I'm going straight in. I'm going straight in. I'm not missing a beat of this. <laughs> yeah. Good luck to you. Okay, and see you all after we have watched. Oh. You should explain why you sound weird. As well. I just have a very sore throat. <laughs> so this is the perfect activity for me to be doing. Bye. Bye. Ken? Expecting anyone? I need to have an intimate understanding of your marriage, the good and the bad. I promise it's confidential. It's between you and me. Do you feel happy here? Of course I'm happy here. Aren't you? Do you feel you know how she would react in every situation. I've always had this fantasy that there's something else out there for me. Do you want to live mundane lives or do you want to be part of something special and unique? You've been selected to live up there. (laughs) Okay, well, you're wasting your time because we haven't even been on an airplane. She dated. I should clarify. I'm talking about you here, Junior. Only you. All right, hello, welcome back. We're in the car. We have seen Foe, starring Paul Mescal and Saoirse Ronan. Kathy, why don't you take the job now of explaining to everyone what this film is about without any spoilers? And there won't be any spoilers, by the way, for anyone who's listening for the first time until I indicate for Spoiler Street. Um, well, so neither of us knew what it was about before we went in, and um, I think you're it's probably a good a good film not to know what it's about but I'll just say that it's set in some form of dystopian future as most films are and uh, Paul Mescal and Saoirse Ronan are a married couple and um, a strange man arrives at their house and offers them an interesting proposition um, Ooh, 
intriguing way to describe it. Yeah, okay. Um, I, which it sounds a bit like knock at the cabin. Um, it does have those actually, kind of vibes. At the, at the um, beginning, but it is nothing like that movie, no. really. And I think we actually shouldn't speak for too long on this one before we get to spoiler street because there's an awful lot to spoil, and I don't want to. Um, but just briefly on on the kind of impressions of it, um, of course, uh, Paul Mescal and Sharon are amazing. Um, I love seeing them together on screen. I think the first ten minutes of the film, I was on such a high of just seeing those two together on screen that like I kind of didn't even care what I was watching. Um, I was very intrigued by the beginning of the film. The longer it went on, I got a little bit concerned about the film. That I thought, oh god, is this actually bad? <laughs> and then by the end, I loved it. So I quite a roller coaster with this film. Dave, what did you think? Like top line, and we're gonna really quickly speak before we go to spoiler street yeah I, I loved it it's one of those it's a real thinker it's going to stick with me for a while I know what you mean I would describe my experience with the film I was never I never thought is this bad but what I was thinking a lot was um, I don't know what's happening right it's one of those films where you're you're confused by um Everything that's happened <laughs> most times, <laughs> and and that's actually I find that quite a um, a good experience at the cinema to be out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and yeah. to not really know what's happening. Um, it's and the I th- kind of film that I thought if I was at home by myself and I'd thrown it on, there was a point where I might have just turned the film off. Yeah, but 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 I think this is really good. I think it's worth um, a look. If you're interested in any way, just go in blind. It does all come together very satisfyingly, and it's a real thinker of a movie. It, it, it which we'll cover in spoiler straight, but it, it tackles some real interesting and big questions uh, from a sci-fi lens. But it's a very this is a very small, very human movie. There's only three actors in the whole thing. Um, and it's all really much set in one location for the most part. At so one point I thought it was based on a play, but then it said at the end it's actually based on a book, but it has the feel of a play, doesn't it? Yes, yes, very much so. And what did you think of Paul Mescal and Sergio Ronan together? Oh my God, they're amazing. Yeah. They're incredible actors. Now, I will admit to being disappointed when they first both spoke in what I can only describe as a nondescript American accent. Same! Why couldn't they be Irish? Yeah. I appreciate the story you said, however, in America... But but why not just set it in rural Ireland? It would have the same effect. Now the we'll, same we'll glamour. Talk, we'll talk, I'd like to talk maybe in spoil glamour. There's no glamour in this I'm movie. Um, um, but we will talk about it in Spoiler Street as to but perhaps then, you know why what? it why it makes more sense. They're both Oscar-nominated actors. Like they can put on American accents very convincingly. I mean, our American audience can let us know if you think otherwise. I thought both accents sounded very good. I, I'll just say I don't know why this needs to be set in nondescript um, rural America I think the American stuff worked for me we'll get into it um, we'll get into it in a minute and the um, the other actor Aaron Pierre I thought was very good I thought the three of them were very good together yeah. however he should have been Barry Keoghan <laughs> no he would have been wrong he would have been amazing I mean, Are you? Well, maybe, he'd have yeah. been incredible in this role he's so good in this kind of role no, but okay, but we'll talk about it more on Spoiler Street. But that character needs, or this actor brought to it anyway. I think a real sense of um, authority and power, but is kind of slightly off. I don't know. Barry Keoghan is t- too young for that role. I think no, he's, he's not, younger they, than them. 
He's younger no, than... No, he's 30. And this dude's 30. I just Googled him. Oh, wow, they're the same age. Okay, but just because you're the same age as someone doesn't mean you, you can portray a certain type of person on screen. No, I, 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 not, not to diss Barry Keoghan. Incredible actor, I don't know, but look. I just think it should have been him and it would have been my absolute dream. Just a triple bill of Irish people doing American exactly. accents. Exactly. It's terrible, um, though. It's terrible. No, because the third guy in an English accent. Yeah, probably. Yeah, why did he get his own accent? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's not even English. Maybe he's American. Anyway, um, I'm devastated for them. They haven't done a press round. And it's terrible for anyone who cares about the Late Late Show not being able to get any good guests since it launched. This so would have been... Who cares about the Late Late Show? This would have been the Late Late Show's moment. It would have oh, had the yeah. two of them on. Come on. We're sitting in a cinema in but Cork. Sorry, Gally, what are you talking about? The Late Late Show is on now. Oh, they can't go. Sorry. Right, That's right. what I'm saying. We're sitting in a cinema in Cork. Opening night. Or opening weekend. Two of Ireland's biggest actors are in a film. And there's nobody in the cinema because nobody knows it's out. It would have been the Late Late Show's best get yet. Like, I literally Googled the cinema listings earlier, saw this and heard of this. Albeit I knew they were coming up in a film together. I by no means knew the name of it and I by no means it was coming out this weekend. Yeah. And we have a film podcast. Yeah, exactly. So, so what hope does the average but public I'm telling stand? you, it should have been on the Late Late. It should have been a big deal last night and I'm devastated for everyone it wasn't. Albeit yeah. we support the writer's strike. You're, you're, you're I right. I mean, the actor's strike, we support We support it. both strikes, yeah. but one has been resolved. Um... <laughs> But I will say, um, yeah, you're right. We've got a platform. So go see this movie, please. <laughs> actually, go see... Go Our ahead. audience is actually bigger than the Late Late's audience as well. <laughs> see this movie. It is really, really interesting. It has two... It has three incredible performances from three great actors. It is a, a great script. It's very interesting. You'll be, you'll be pushed out of your comfort zone. You won't know what's going on for three quarters of it. Um, but it's well worth it. Yeah. How's that? Right. Fantastic plug, Dave. And we are being paid by the movie to promote it. We're not. Right. So, on to indicate on the spoiler street, please. We will be back in a minute. You may hear an ad. We're back, Dave. Spoilers. Spoilers for this movie, <laughs> right. Firstly, Foe. Why do you think it's called Foe? I don't know. And when know I first either. told Dave about the movie, he thought it was Foe was in F-A-U-X. And I actually think that would have been a better title. Oh, yeah, that would have made a lot more sense. <laughs> so, oh, I oh, think hang on. Sorry, because, and now we're on Spoiler Street, turn it off. We don't want to spoil this film for you. There's an actual big twist in this film that Dave spoiled for me during the film by guessing it and then uh, whispering it to me, which is the thing that you know you're not allowed to do. But, but, but I had to. You didn't. <laughs> I was I had to get livid that you doing? didn't give me the moment, oh, my own moment, sorry. to guess the twist. And I'm livid and but I But it's fun to just guess these things. If fun. we were at home, we'd be guessing it. We do that at home. We You'd, sh- you'd just shout out, oh, he's the robot. You ruined this fun for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I really... Um, anyway, sorry. so spoilers. But spoilers, the problem is spoilers. if I'd said... But then if it happened to the end, if we got to the end... And then I said, I actually guessed it halfway through. Would you believe me? I wouldn't care. Because I'd be <laughs> concerned about my own viewing experience. Anyway, I think the thing is, she's sleeping with the enemy. He's the to foe? quote my favourite movie. Is it? He's well, not I don't really know. his foe, though. Anyway. But then who's the foe? I don't know. That's why I say I don't, don't understand the title. <laughs> well, um, because the, what, I, what I love about this film is, there's bits of it that I found confusing and I didn't particularly like and it kind of almost distracted me from the film right and I appreciate it's adapted from a book and that's a complicated thing to do so they're like so Paul Mescal is going to space right and because he's going to space and nominally albeit this won't be the reason 
they say, oh, we'll make, like, a clone of you that can live at home with your wife to keep her company, right? <laughs> which, which they just, your man mentioned offhand That's at the I dinner, mean. halfway through the movie. They spent so like, long the, what? before they got, <laughs> and before laugh. they got to that bit, that's when I was like, this movie's really crap. Because just get to space or don't get to space, what am I watching? And then I love the film completely pivoted and had nothing to do with space at all and was all about the clone. And I think if we'd seen a trailer, actually, that might have gotten me through the first half of the movie because I'd have been like kind of dying for the clone bit to come on. But in a way, not knowing it was like when it happened, we both turned to each other and went, What the fuck? <laughs> we just laughed. <laughs> we literally just laughed like, out loud. What? Yeah. Oh, by the way, we're making a clone of you. So, in a way, oh, I, I wish they'd spent way less time with this space thing that didn't matter and kind of got into the clone thing a bit sooner. Um, but, okay, but, but now, so the clone is, the clone is, y- your partner gets cloned, but they're more like when you first met them. They're like your partner at the beginning of your relationship, not your partner at your existing point in time. Yeah, now, which is a really, in- it's a really interesting idea. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of that Black Mirror episode with Donald Gleeson and uh, Hayley Atwell. Do you remember that one? Yeah. So, my, well, I guess minor spoilers for that. But this that, that deals with a similar idea, but in a different, in a much different lens where that is, it's the same situation, but it's your um, spouse's online sort of per, persona, personified. Oh, whereas, yeah, yeah. Whereas this is, yeah, a, a, a sna- as you said, a snapshot or of... Um, an earlier version or the best parts of your I also I don't think it's necessarily earlier I think what it's interesting is I think it's like what your partner would be like if they hadn't been worn how they would view you if they hadn't been worn down by spending like 10 years with you oh yeah yeah like, yeah you're that's fresh exactly to them him. yeah yeah they, yeah they, 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 it's like when your partner's been on hot if you've not seen your partner for like two weeks yeah. and you like have a really nice reunion I think that's what was interesting we learn it's kind of prepared throughout the film and we learn at the end they've experienced loss together I believe they've experienced child loss although it's never explicitly said um, they've been together since they left school they've had a really tough life they're living in this kind of version of the future where there's been no rain and then some kind of distressing stuff comes to light whereby actually Paul Mescal the real one seems to be quite controlling and doesn't let her play music like kind of some sick stuff like that but but all that aside we don't know like the twist in the film is that he's actually the clone the whole time that we're watching and I will never as long as I live forgive you for ruining that for me <laughs> but like, I thought we'd covered this off sorry no we haven't is this the po- well don't worry what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna have you clone <laughs> uh, from before the point that this happened okay so so then our relationship will be restored again but what right. about like two months ago when you ruined the entirety of hijack for me by giving out about it the whole time while I loved watching it well then you did the same for me for the bear <laughs> so we're even <laughs> but anyway the co- I think what what was really good about this like any good sci-fi is when there's a concept that is explored through characters relationships what threw me off and what just drags the film down for me a bit is the the going to space world is limited resources all that bit didn't matter like I, they wasted time on that well, it's backdrop no 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 but but it didn't it never mattered you just thought that that, that it was going to matter to the movie but it's but just, it matters that, to me the a, viewer no but but it, but in the end the movie that we got it didn't matter and what did matter was um you know this this new entity that they created which was an an, an experiment like we don't even realize 
because he says it so offhandedly halfway through the film. By the way, we're going to make this bio thing. So we, as viewers, are like, oh, so this is just par for the course. But it's a brand. It, it appears to be a brand new experimental thing. There's people there drinking champagne and toasting the success of this thing. That's what the movie is about. It's about it's about creating life, um, and. It, it being so convincing and there's parallels to artificial intelligence here a little bit that's happening right now where we're in a race to create very convincing um, you know beat the Turing test and create uh, intelligence that can fool people of humans that that is a human this this entity whatever convinced you know it, it f- uh, made hen fall in love with with it and also what's interesting is Bit like you, you mentioned this pairs well with the creator potentially, and I think this is a lot more interesting than the creator. It addresses all of these issues full on. Well, like, no, but this is slightly it, different because this isn't AI. This is a clone. But it's the same thing. It's like we human beings invented life. In the in that movie, they created uh, robotic artificial intelligence. It, in this movie, they created um, biological replica with somebody else's memories. And, Could you and, imagine there was two Paul Mescals in the world? Like, what a world it would be. <laughs> but what's so interesting is, like, there's so much going on here that you can tackle. Nature versus nurture. Um, like, those those two people are, by all accounts, like, identical. But, but the uh, older, the or the quote-unquote real one, is, as you pointed out, very, very different because of lived-in experience. Because of those ten years of... of you know, living with his wife and the spark going away or whatever it is or just being like worn down by life. That that newer version of him doesn't have that. It's more philosophical. It's more quizzical. But it's it, more young. It seems like a younger person. Like he's even like, let's go away. Let's go somewhere new. Let's yes. do something. He's not like, this is our house now and we have to stay in our house because we built a life for ourselves here. And I, I think the new one might know about the child loss. I think they mightn't have given him that memory. I mean, I didn't. I didn't really get that from the text. But I completely I, got it because she was s- keeping by this tree and like pouring water on it. And I said to you, I think they have a kid buried there. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I think it could make really sense and it would and fit the narrative our, really well. But I don't think our family's buried on this land. I know, but I don't think the movie gives you enough to draw that conclusion. But I, I think it. I think you're right. It would make perfect sense and would really inform the story even more. Yeah, I don't know. Really I didn't. I didn't explicit. At no point was I was I like, oh, okay. They definitely went through that. But I can see that happening. Yeah. You know. I think this film needs to be watched. I've got a. I've got a four movie binge that you need to do back to back all the same day. Okay. Okay. Go. So the creator. Yeah. Megan. <laughs> yeah. Multiplicity. <laughs> multiplicity. And then this. You think multiplicity is the definitive clone yeah, I do. movie from a <laughs> This is better than all those movies in terms of like actual subject matter and like addressing like that's what's so interesting about the symbolism of the insect. And I didn't get the insect here's, stuff. Well, here's my take on it. That both the, you know, quote unquote clones that we see in the movie, whatever you want you want to call them. Um I want to call them clones. Are both fascinated by this life, and don't. In both instances, um, they're expected to. The humans want to destroy it. So, uh, the Circe Ronan, the human, the first time that they encounter this bug, she go, she says, "Oh, we probably have an infestation. I'm going to go check our room." She's on the hunt to get rid of these things. 
Paul Mescal, the the clone version of him, is staring at it. He's enamored by it, and he wants to preserve it, protect it. It's so still, and it's this it's the same exact reverse situation. Later, she's looking at it. She's enamored by it, and then Paul Mescal comes along and crushes it. And what's another line in the movie earlier? Um, Saoirse Ronan the, acknowledges that the whole reason um, that all of this is happening is because humans took from the world. You know what? Do, what did he? You know the uh, Terence says something like, "You know the world has given us." You know he's doing his marketing spin through the through the whole movie. The world has given us all it can. She says, "No, we take it." So that's what's interesting is that human beings take and take and destroy and destroy this new form of life that we have created seems to perceive things differently they also seem to be quite disgusted by snots <laughs> I love that <laughs> that was an incredible was... monologue okay so first of all like I think Paul Mescal should win every Oscar anyway but like you know the way when they always do the Oscars like uh, like a monologue oh, yeah, and it's that's like that's the Oscar moment yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. they're talking about this really intense like grief or like incident or like this violent thing that happened to them and in this one you think that's going to happen and then he's just like the snots on tissues and plates and like body he's so disgusted by bodily functions but right that's that's because he is well well he's not i don't think there's no, a, he's, he's a not a robot but whatever he is he is apart from humans and he is observing them he even says the words i i observed you know, I've been observing people. He says it as somebody who is detached, like yeah. an alien. And they are different. Human beings are different to him and they're disgusting to him. So what I'm saying is the movies that you've all linked and the creator, which refuses to address anything in a meaningful way, but is an entertaining and good-looking movie. But th- th- that's the whole idea of uh, human beings create uh, new life Um that has its own right to exist and just like Paul Mescal crushes the bug the new life that they create we celebrate and we toast it and we cheers each other and then we wrap it in a plastic that bag sick. and kill it and send it to be studied that like, last scene no the worst part is Davey wasn't even being killed they're going to keep him alive and just oh test on God, him forever oh, right. that's why they put the air hole in it was harrowing and I think her screaming outside, the real Paul Mescal who kind of comes in laughing at the beginning and then he's a, he's like, what the? He's a kind of like, I think he's more disturbed by his wife's reaction to the scene than the actual scene. It also made me think, okay, clearly you're, he did go to space for a year for what? I don't know. But the real thing was actually what was happening in their home. Why was there only like one guy who just spent all his time there? I'm a bit confused by the mechanics of it all, but I, I, can, I can answer that. Why? Well, I can give you the answer. I think um, everyone, when when this is all a you know a success, um, everyone comes over and pats him on the back, slaps him on the back. He is the mastermind. He's the mastermind. Yeah. He he is the um, the um, what's his name from Ex Machina character with the the beard, the handsome guy that everyone loves. Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. He's the Oscar Isaac mad scientist character this is his this is his invention that's why he's personally there that's why he's also just like that Oscar Isaac character he's a kind of eccentric and quirky I thought he was a fascinating character he was, and he changed so much as the film went on yes like I found him fascinating to behold and it was like he got really kind of 
very disrespectful towards Paul Mescal as the film went on because he's obviously like I made you you're not even real yes. so I thought that was all very interesting it's the kind of movie I'd love to watch again and with that with the lens I think it's it's a, it would be a really rewarding second viewing because so the way he looks at him is kind of there's a curiosity and a respect and a but fascination also ownership. but also exactly but there's exactly. a point remember where he like puts his mouth over Paul Mescal and like knocks him out and other I people think that are was Paul Mescal's um Dream. dream but actually now that you mention it probably what did probably did happen but then how yeah. was he yeah it was all like all that stuff I want to rewatch again and I love then like I absolutely love like we get a sense that their marriage hadn't maybe been that happy but then we actually see them and like the first night Paul Mescal's back and he's literally like you cheated on me and then they hear the rain outside and she's so happy she's spinning around in the rain and he's he puts her down he's like look at you and he yeah. just walks in again and and it's just that and she's like I do not belong here and then she leaves in the blank letter that she talked about earlier in the film which I was like yay fists in the yeah. air like you go girl that's great and then I love that Paul Mescal then makes a clone of her yeah it's hard that's chilling, chilling. I find it really chilling and yeah. he puts her back in her box because yeah. he's like I didn't once she learned how to play the piano I didn't know who she was and like basically once she wasn't like a 17 year old schoolgirl who was like in his thrall and yeah. he couldn't control her so that was very sinister and then but I really liked that our last shot was like her on the airplane leaving and I thought there was a bit of hope in the end of the film between the rain and her getting because yeah. he was like she'd never go on an airplane and she's like well you've never been on one either but she says that uh, she says that in her voiceover you know I had to become a different person she changes but that's that's what human experience is we change at, mm-hmm. and that's why they both changed they were different people at the beginning of their marriages to, to where they are now but no, but she's not, a different person they again. both she, want the other person to be they both want them it to be, have been okay that they change but not that the other one's changed yes because she doesn't exactly. like the new him and he doesn't like the new her yeah. they don't go together anymore exactly and that happens when people end relationships and everyone in a relationship is like but at the beginning it was great and this yeah. film's fascinating so it's exploring beginning versus ending of relationships it's exploring kind of post-apocalyptic stuff very likely though not like really really in the background not really and then it's just exploring the many talents of Paul Mescal. it's a very it's a very um, like small human movie like it's about the human experience I yeah. think underneath all of this and I think it's got it's a really interesting because all the stuff I said a minute ago about is is quite cynical mm-hmm. like it's it, I think it doesn't explore the environmental stuff but it's it's a backdrop which is important to humanity's most destructive qualities mm-hmm. right yeah, um and but it also celebrates humanity like Saoirse Ronan who becomes our main it's funny because we're kind of uh, Paul Mescal is kind of our protagonist or the clone of him is our protagonist for mm-hmm. the movie but then it shifts focus to her and her experience and you yeah. realise she is you know very um uh she represents the best of humanity. Yeah. You know, she's she's out in the rain. That, that's the that's the best of humanity. I being, love being Saoirse Ronan. With your hands up. I haven't <laughs> seen her. I don't think I've seen her in the cinema in a couple of years. For whatever reason, I've not she's, seen her in a couple of years. She's wonderful. She's unbelievable. Like, she's so talented. Um. Anyway, we need to go. We're home. We're literally sitting in our driveway like two creeps on a stakeout <laughs> of our own home. Um, so let us know what you thought about this film if you've seen it I hope people have seen it uh, and I think a lot of people might like it because I went on to IMDB there to Google the name of the third actor because I couldn't remember who he was and I saw the Rotten Tomatoes guess what it is uh, I don't know 86 
24%. What? <laughs> I know, right? What, fr- I, from the audience or the critics? I don't know. It just popped up as 24% Rotten Tomatoes. Bet you it's audience. Bet you 24% audience. Bet you 92% critics. Okay. I just, now, I, I've, okay, now, spoke, I'm, now I've I'm spoken live. on this podcast before that I think Rotten Tomatoes is a, is a load of shite. Um, but... Uh, this is really interesting well, I'm, also fa- I'm also fascinated by it <laughs> This is really interesting While everyone uh, listens to me Go back to something That I was just on And I've already forgotten yeah. So Rotten Tomatoes um, 24% The Tomatometer Audience score Not tracked yet Because it's only just been released So the The critic score is 24% And the audience score Isn't tracked yet uh, Yeah but how many cri- This is really boring Okay this is so Sorry. boring Anyway uh, tell us what you thought I hope you saw it I hope you enjoyed it or at least were a bit tickled by it um, come over to patreon.com forward slash the cinema where we're doing a ton of TV stuff at the moment we've just reviewed all of the fall of the house of Usher we are about to review bodies uh, on Netflix which we're enjoying and we are also talking about celebrity documentaries there's a lot of them over there we're talking Beckham we're talking Arnold we're talking supermodels. Yeah. We're talking about House of Kardashian. We're talking about the Jeez, Mary pa- Tyler Moore one. Um, I've watched a lot of them. So that's why we're doing a celebrity yeah. um, special. That's celebrity not, doc that's special. That's not there yet. I don't think we're going to have time to do that by the time this, well, no, this comes out. It's but coming out It's coming week, out, yeah, coming very, out very soon. Um, the Fall of the House of Usher, all of that is there. We're also just about to watch The First Wives Club. So... This is a, a good time to come over to our Patreon and we have seven days free trial. So see you over there. Not to mention you can go on, you can scroll back. If you join our Patreon, scroll back, you get about 50 movie, retro movie reviews. Uh, you get like loads of full seasons of television that we've yeah, covered. hundreds of episodes. Oh, and For All know. Mankind's coming back. <gasps> yes. Season four in can a few we, weeks. So yeah. we'll be doing weekly, weekly episodes, episodes on, that. on that. Okay, uh, bye. Bye. Whatever we decide. We'll be together. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.